This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. One regular week of Manchester City, that's all I bloody ask for. We'll be running through the bombshell news that City have been charged with financial irregularities by the Premier League, discussing what might come next and giving our thoughts on it too. It's Tuesday the 7th of February. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Alex Brotherton. This is another Emergency City Report podcast. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4... Chaps, um, I did not expect waking up on Monday morning having quite a sore head after a weekend in London at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is bloody beautiful, by the way. However, I'm not quite sure it'd be... You know, if it was your stadium, not quite sure I'd, I'd enjoy that. It's more like a, a music arena, but I didn't expect this to be uh, us to be dropping that um, that talking point so early on. Um, Adam, we're going to give you ten seconds to discuss Sunday's match. I want to. I want it in five words. What was what was City versus Spurs like in your eyes? I'm not going to do five words because that's too little. I didn't, I don't, <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll take the ten seconds though. Um, I'm apathetic. To the whole thing, mm, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's every week. It's not going to change, no matter how much I come on here and yell about no overlapping fullbacks or three center backs or midfield buildup. I'm completely apathetic. Whatever ends up happening by May ends up happening. Well, Alex, you have got five words because I want to get into the big stuff. Uh, City versus Spurs: good, bad, ugly, terrifying. What what are you going for? Um, that's one opening. Oh. <laughs> Opening 15, good, rest, bad. Okay, 
Fair play, fair play. Um, right, okay, that'll do for today's episode because there's absolutely nothing else to speak about <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow. No, obviously, let's get into it. City charged by the Premier League for financial irregularities. Now, I'm not quite sure they use the same term, FFP, if, if UEFA have trademarked that or whatever. I'm, I'm just looking now and there's a lot of legal jargon, Adam. There's a lot of rules, B16, E11, E12, blah, blah, blah. Um, but essentially, if we can start from the beginning, it it looks as if City have been charged by it with quite a lot, to be honest. Now, um, Sky Sports broke it down. There's over 100 um, accused regulations that City have breached. 50 of them are, are, are the Premier League rules. Manager sort of contracts and, and, and salaries has also been ruled that there's about eight of them. 12 for the same sort of thing for players. Um, five UEFA regulations uh, in compliance with them. 25 breaches on profitability and sustainability. 30 breaches of assisting Premier League investigations, providing documents and information, etc. Um it's big, and I think it's a lot bigger than any of us during this period that it's been being investigated would have ever imagined. Yeah, it's big, um, and obviously, like you said, none of us are are lawyers. Um, luckily, we do have a, a lawyer in our as one of our regular panel members, and Andrew, and we'll get him on this week to give us a bit more of a legal look at things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my initial thoughts when I woke up to this news was, here we go again. Um, and you know, I, I think I kind of feel torn on this situation, just like I did back in what was it, twenty twenty, with the UEFA, the UEFA ban. Um, and, and essentially, you know, when financial fair play was brought into football, two thousand nine, you know, it was no secret what the reason it was brought in for, and that was to keep the rich and powerful rich mm. and powerful, and keep clubs like City and now Newcastle and previously Chelsea from, you know, breaking into their private party. Um, however, if City are found to be guilty undeniably of, um, you know, these charges, whether it's some of the charges, all of the charges, one of the charges, um, then they've, you know, they've done this to themselves. They've shot themselves in the foot and there's nobody to blame but the club and people running the club like Ferran Soriano, Khaldun Al-Mubarak. Um, but, you know, if they, they go to court and it's undeniably proved that they're innocent and haven't done any of these things and there's no, re- there's no you know, points deductions or relegations or title stripping or any punishment of any kind, then we're kind of back to this feeling of being the club in the corner that the whole world is against. Um so, yeah, I mean, those are just kind of my emotional feelings on it at the moment. It just kind of feels like, all right, we're entering into this like kind of blurry mm. time of life again where there's just this constant stream of doom and gloom on the on the timeline. And um, I'm not a fan of that, I got to say. Mm, yeah, you can tell by your voice. Your usual chirpy self isn't up to standard today, which is a, which is a, a sign of what's going on. Um, I, I sort of, you know, we've we've prefaced this by saying none of us are financial experts. There's loads of people. Uh, well, actually, there's not that many people because, as was the case in in 2018, 19, 20, whenever it was, um, everyone becomes financial experts. But you know, someone like Stefan on Twitter, obviously, um, I'm sure most people listening to this would have would have seen his work. Andrew Detmer as well, who we will have 
on this. We, we, we've sent the feelers out for him. We, we're going to have a. We're going to. We're going to be bringing him in like an emergency. Well, he's not an emergency loan. He, he's part of the City Report podcast. But we're going to get him on. He's going to. He's going to sift through the sort of the the um, the technical bits. We're just today sort of trying to digest it, Alex. And I think what Adam says there about FFP is exactly where I am. I'm conflicted with it because if City have broken the rules and they're found guilty, which at the moment they're not, and I think that's an important sort of um, point to make, City haven't been charged, sorry, they've they've not been found guilty of doing it, they've been charged with doing it. Um, If they've broken the rules, throw the book at them because if it was any other club, I think we would all be in agreement that that's, that's what should happen. However, at the same time, FFP for me it is a mechanism that was designed to sort of keep clubs in line that weren't part of the what was it called was it G14 the Euro- European sort of the, the the group of clubs all the established elite AC Milan Inter Ajax United Liverpool etc so it, it's weird isn't it sort of looking at this because I, I'm struggling to think of another industry where there are rules that stop owners and stop businessmen being able to or business women as well being able to invest in their in their sort of their industry or whatever you want to call it however at the same time if rules are if rules are broken rules are broken punish them i guess is where i'm at at the moment i don't know about you yeah i think um i think conflicted is going to be the key word mm. of this of this episode and perhaps the for the rest of the week and however long we're talking about this on the show um because i, I do agree I, I should probably preface this with the fact that I'm not entirely sure if these Premier League financial uh, regulations are literally just a Premier League version of FFP, mm. um, which is obviously a UEFA thing. Um, but my understanding of, like, I agree on FFP. I've always thought it was a bit of a, an almost a glass ceiling put in place once, you know, the G14 clubs didn't want like the, the sort of the quote unquote new money mm. uh, coming into European football and sort of um, upsetting the stable. Uh, but I'm not sure. I, I get the impression that the Premier League regulations were to sort of, you know, stop more incidents like, you know, what happened at Leeds, what's happened at Nottingham Forest in the past. Like these clubs that have just spent wildly beyond their means have then got relegated and it's been an absolute mess and they've plummeted down the divisions. Um, you know, obviously they came in a while ago, but what's happened at, say, Berry FC, um, that kind of thing. Mm. Um so I don't know. I don't really I don't I don't really feel that the Premier League regulations are like a bad thing necessary, uh, necessarily. Um and if if these allegations are proven and, and City are found guilty, then I don't know. It's just it's hard, isn't it? Because obviously mm. we're all emotionally collected to Manchester City and it, you can't just get... Re- I don't think you can ever just cut out those emotions. Uh, say, for example, you know, FC United. Sorry to bring up Manchester United on this <laughs> podcast, but, you know, FC United fans, a lot of them, you know, they don't support Manchester United, but they kind of do. Like, you can't, they grew up supporting them. They don't like the owners, but, you know... You know what I mean? You can't just cut off the the connection, and obviously, I'm not saying you know I'm just going to walk away from City or something, but it's it would leave a very bitter taste in the mouth um, if if it, it turns out that City have done these things that they've been accused of, and I think you know they've got no excuse. Um, you know some of the things that you mentioned at the top of the show, like the the things to do with Mancini's. Uh, I think one of them is that they they're accused of not properly. Um, 
sort of laying out how Mancini was being paid or mm. they're being accused of certain practices taking place to 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 basically pay him more money. And it's just stuff like that. It's just like, it's, we could have just done this another way. Like, I don't, well, anyway, yeah. Sort of rambling thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a good situation. I'm definitely not one of those fans that's just going to, you know, go on Twitter and, call for the lawyers or you know go on Caldoon get the lawyers out again it's like if they've done it they deserve to be punished yeah I mean I, I fully agree with Alex and if I were to make any sort of kind of emotional plea to City fans because um, I can sense the the kind of gloom in Alex's voice just like there, there was in mine but <laughs> um, I think we need to compartmentalize here that this isn't the club doing it. It's the people running the club that have made these mistakes and the people who run the club aren't permanent. And mm. if do, they're found, Adam, if they're found to be guilty of this, go on. Yeah. Do, do, do they have to go then? Uh, you know, regardless of yeah. the outcome of this, does Ferran Soriano have to go? Yes. The, the fact that this has happened once and it never went away. Mm. And, you know, to be fair, it's not Ferran Soriano that's coming out and consistently dragging the club's name through the mud. Yeah, and yeah. Um, But if you go and look at, you know, if you go and read deeper into the allegations and the things that City are charged, charged of, they go on way past the UEFA ban. They go all the way up mm. to 2023, including one of the things which is totally failing to cooperate with the league's investigation into this. And that doesn't yeah. sound like something yeah. that an innocent party does you know if if city have been so strong in their statements since these accusations have come out in the last few hours saying we're looking forward to you know having an independent <laughs> commission come in well if you are so hell-bent on proving your innocence why didn't you cooperate in the investigation in the first place and but they do they do have that it? to answer yeah. for they do yeah. have that to answer for so yes for on soriano Maybe Khaldun Al Mubarak, but a lot of the suits do need to go because even if essentially everything is proven to be false or or whatever, they've been the ones in charge of essentially years now of the club's reputation being tarnished. And mm. no matter how much guilt or innocence there is on the club's behalf, they play a part in that reputation getting tarnished because they've allowed it to get to this point. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what I mean. I think um, Sam Lee was on BBC Radio Five Live uh, on Monday afternoon, and, and and he sort of he hinted that the you know the failure to cooperate, blah, blah blah. City said at the time they were not handing over documents to what would have been UEFA because they felt the investigation was biased, and I, I assume they sort of have that same feeling for the Premier League one without knowing exactly why you wouldn't. you know, Because like if you say, if you're innocent, you hand it over. However, their their claim is that they didn't want to sort of, they, they didn't have anything to prove essentially. That's what they felt like was the case for them. And then when it went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, they were happy to pass it over and, you know, was it a time barred issue? Would City have been found gil- uh, guilty if it wasn't because of that? You know, we don't know. Uh, you know, necessarily, we don't exactly know what the outcome would have been. And you know, you mentioned City's statement there, Adam. They've been they've been strong, haven't they? Let, let, let's move on to that. They've been strong um, in the in the response to this, and and I think it was. It, um, well, it says it in the in the sort of the fourth word of the statement. It says surprised, and it took a while. Um, I think the news 
broke about 10 o'clock this morning, UK time. It took a while for City to respond. Uh, I'll read it out to you now. Manchester City FC surprised by the issuing of these alleged breaches of the Premier League rules, particularly given the extensive engagement and vast amount of detailed materials that the EPL, which is a, calling it the EPL is a punishable crime anyway, um, has been provided with, as is capitalising C in club as well. But uh, that's by the by. That's not what the statement said. It went on to say the club welcomes a review of this matter by an independent commission uh, to impartially consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable, which is a, a sort of highlight that word there, that exists in support of its position. And we look forward to this matter being put to rest once and for all. Alex, that last line when I read it, and like you say, there's no tinfoil hats around here, but it gives you a little bit of shivers a little bit, doesn't it? You know, you, you, you're like, bring it on. And, and I think that's out of everything, the stripping the titles, letting Gerard lift the Premier League, City going back to York away. The one thing I want from this, and it's going to take a while, and, and Andrew will detail this when, when we speak with him, but the one thing I want is just this done and dusted. A yes, no, black and white answer. Did City break FFP laws or financial laws? Were they were they wrong to do so? Yes, no. And and I think that's at this point what what everybody, the Premier League, City, the supporters, everyone else in football, that's what they want at this point. Yeah, I think we just want a sort of answer, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, or the truth. Um, because, I mean, obviously, yeah, like with the UEFA stuff, um, with financial fair play a couple of years ago, City, I don't think, um, I, obviously, again, I'm not a, 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 a sort of legal expert, but I don't think it, City weren't punished, they weren't found guilty, but it's not like they were found innocent either. You know, it came down to a time bar issue. Mm. So, you know, it was it's up in the air whether City did, actually do those things but they couldn't be punished for it or prosecuted or whatever because of the time barring issue but it's just I don't know like it's yeah we just want a sort of issue uh, a resolution either way I think Mm. but like I don't know the the statements in I think city statements that you know today just the how bullish they are I think they're clearly just trying to you know put up a good front and you know sort of unite everyone together uh, and fight it like they have done with well, like they did do with UEFA because I seem to remember they were quite bullish uh, mm. back in 2020 I think uh, when that happened but I mean it's all a bit it strikes me as a bit kind of just a bit bravado really it's like are you you're not looking forward to it like what what are you talking about like, yeah yeah um, I know what you mean. and like the the other ones they've put out sort of later this afternoon about high high-level sources saying that there's mistakes in the Premier League announcement and it's just like, well, okay, fair enough, you've won that point, but the whole thing still stands, whether the Premier League made a, a, an error in their statement, you know, what's it matter? Like, like it's just... It's just point scoring, isn't it? Um, Possibly, but there'll, there'll be some people, no doubt, listen to this and I'll make the argument for them going, getting the... I don't exactly know what what the Premier League got wrong, and it is petty. It's yeah. absolutely petty. But getting that right for the Premier League, if you know, for unprecedented is the word that's being branded about. That is the that is the bare minimum, I suppose, and that's what City mm-hmm. the sort of whether or not you believe it. City's approach has been we will show you that we were correct all along, almost trying to be one step ahead. In you know, not in the sense of giving them the documents, whatever they wanted, blah, 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 to sort of just be like, we're ready for this. You know, we've been expecting it. And it's been four years, hasn't, hasn't, hasn't it, Adam? You know, they've had enough time to get ready for it. Uh, one thing I want to touch on before we sort of call a, call a data part one, um, the Premier League have essentially, 
put the balls on the line here, haven't they, Adam? For this sort of, for this this allegation, because if 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 City do take him, I don't know if they're going to be allowed to take him to court. There's a bit of debate about that, or whether or not they can appeal it, and you know, independent regulator, whatever whatever the outcome. Say City are not found guilty of breaking these financial rules, the Premier League have got a big issue, a massive, massive issue because they've almost they've almost been for a number of years in UEFA the same as well scrambling to get a hold of this as as Alex dubbed it, new money and I, and I think if we're looking ahead slightly just for a minute say City were found not guilty it opens up a lot of questions for football going forward It does and let, let's call a spade a spade here right, like there's only one body to blame for this situation, and that's the Premier League themselves. Mm. They they allowed ownership groups like the Abu Dhabi United Group, like the private investment fund from Saudi Arabia, like you know Roman Abramovich. They allowed that money to come into the league, and because it helps it almost, the brand, doesn't it? it it's been fantastic yeah, for the Premier League. It's been great. They they've got all the best managers, the best players, the best clubs in the world. Blah 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 blah. It almost feels like who do they think they are coming out here and you know getting upset that a club has committed financial wrongdoings when it's like you've invited some of the most evil men on the planet into your house and then all of a sudden shit's getting broken in your your dining room like yeah. <laughs> what did you think what did you think was going to happen mm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of being one step ahead, it, it's quite the opposite from the Premier League, isn't it? And you know, most evil men. Amanda Staveley, part of the uh, the Newcastle group, obviously a woman, so it, you know, it is an exclusive to that. But um, it, it it does sort of it is. It, I, I just I just think to wrap this part up, I just want there to be some sort of clarity moving forward. I want a different football industry, is what I'm saying, and and whether or not. You know, City a part of that, whether or not they go down to League One, like or League Two, like someone's been suggesting. But a, a great point was made on Twitter by um, by I can't remember I can't remember the app. Um, we'll re, we'll retweet it from the City Report podcast account. But it was saying essentially like you can have ownerships like cities and, and we spoke a number of times they're not perfect there is, there is plenty of questions have ownership groups like Roman Bramovich. Um, Everton had, uh, I forget the fella's name, links to a Russian millionaire who was sort of Newcastle as well. You can have owners like that, but you're not allowed to spend the money in the league. It, 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 I just, I just want something to to, to be cleared up and it, it to be, it to be a bit different going forward, which we will touch on in part two. Welcome back to the City Report podcast, your daily home, well, you're nearly your weekly home for bonus um, uh, emergency podcasts, which are seen to be, and I can imagine as this story goes forward, going to be a bit more of a recurring a recurring theme. But yeah, your daily home for Manchester City co- uh, content, usually speaking about football, anything but today. Alex, let, let, let's get on to the what could happen here, and it's, it's purely speculation, so let's indulge ourselves a little bit, but the the possible outcomes for City are quite varied and quite intense. This The independent regulator, or whatever it's called, committee, will be able to, at, at the very maximum, expel Manchester City from the Premier League. Do we think it's going to get like that? Who knows? I know. Maybe, maybe it could, maybe it won't. But this is, as I said before, unprecedented. And it's, if not going to be interesting, it's going to be really sort of crucial for the future of this football club, whatever the outcome is, whenever that may come. Yeah, um, I think this isn't this isn't going to be like a, a sort of a 
quickly sorted deal, is it? You mm. know, we've ta- it's taken the Premier League four years to get to this point. Um, as we've we saw with the sort of UEFA FFP thing, City are gonna, you know, whether they're guilty or innocent, they're gonna drag it out as long as possible. Um, and it's going to be a very expensive court battle on both sides. Um, and, you know, so we're not going to get any outcome like this year or next year, I, I wouldn't have thought. Mm. So I don't know if, if it, in like theoretically, if City um, were found guilty uh, of all these charges, of, of which, you know, A, there's so many of them, and B, they're all pretty serious. And some of them are extremely serious, um, sort of touching on on elements of fraud and and, and that kind of thing. Then, you know, a point say a points deduction would that I mean I guess that would just be implemented when the verdict is reached um which I don't know but then you know some of the the things are so serious it's it's uh because obviously when the FFP thing happened with UEFA I remember then there was talk about you know oh City going down to League Two <laughs> and it was like it was never really going to happen with that but it feels like you know there's definitely grounds on based on these charges for a team you know, to be demoted. You know, mm. it happened with Rangers in Scotland for less serious. I mean, well, they went out of business, didn't they? Yeah, and yeah. which is sort of not really a crime exactly, is it? But the some of these charges are crimes. So, mm. um, you know, it's obviously going to be really serious. I think, um, I don't know, it's how we feel about it as fans. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I think City have, it's something City fans like to pride themselves on is that, Yes, you know, the Etihad is getting more touristy and, you know, the fan base is growing and that's only kind of natural for the direction the club's been travelling in. But they do retain a fairly loyal, you know, core following who I think will obviously stick around whatever happens. Mm. So it will be interesting to see, you know, kind of how the dynamic of City's fan base or, you know, how they sort of interact with the club changes. Because I think like quite a lot of the core fans you know, either that go every week or have been going for like, you know, decades, you know, they'll, they'll still be around. Um, whether that's to see City play in a lower division or start a season with minus 30 points or, mm. you know, involved in a relegation scrap, which I don't know how many of the current players will be up for that, <laughs> but uh, based on current form mm. um, and attitudes. But yeah, it's uh, certainly unprecedented times and yeah, worrying times as well. Yeah. Based on based on um, the Sunday's performance against Tottenham, I think it will be relegated before any sort of any sort of verdict is being able to be given. Um, Adam, so you know, Adler for Europa League run. To be honest, I'd, I'd, I'd take the points deduction and I'd go into the Europa League, go into the bloody arse end of Eastern Europe, play some teams you've never Europa Conference League as well. That'd be even better. Um, who knows what's, what it's going to come? But I think what's important to note is that this is likely going to take years to sort out. This isn't going to be like, you know, in a month's time, we'll get the verdict. City going to be deducted 20 points and Arsenal win the league and that's it. This could take years and years and years, which is a problem for City in my eyes because you're looking at the summer and and we actually, um, I I put a a tweet out asking people sort of over the next few days if if they've got any questions regarding this. And we've had one from, um, I'll just pull it up now, but we've had a question basically saying, what does this do from a footballing point of view 
going into the summer the summer rebuild where we're looking at the likes of you know Jude Bellingham being linked we're looking at the likes of Rafael Leal being linked you know these major major players are they going to want to come to a football club that could potentially in the near future <laughs> go down to the National League North that was that was a question from Mitt Pat underscore on Twitter but I don't know what your thoughts on it are um, it would be interesting to see a National League North team come and play at the Etihad. I don't know if, <laughs> if the city would then have to go play at the uh, Etihad Mini next door. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think for one, we can't even begin to speculate because we have no idea how this is going to play out. I mean, even since I woke up, it's it's 10.20 a.m. I woke up at 8 a.m. Since I woke up, the news cycle has, you know, mm. it was like a 24-hour news cycle every hour or so. Mm. Um, so it's changing so rapidly. And, and you know, we can think back to with the UEFA ban in 2020 when Pep afterwards basically said, um, you know, I'm not going anywhere because I've been promised that the club haven't, you know, everything that they're accused of um, – is false and and you know we're innocent essentially and Pep has basically said if I felt like the club were guilty of the things they were accused of then I would walk away. I think Pep is going to be maybe the barometer for a lot of players hmm. and if he is sticking around into the future and obviously he just signed a, a new contract and um, you know that kind of plays an interesting role in this. But I don't know. I think. The story is changing so rapidly. It's really, really hard to look towards the summer, which is still six months away, and say, "Oh, by then, will we? Will there be, you know, more hints at possible bans, a transfer ban, a, a demotion, stripping of titles, points deduction? What it, we we don't know what it what it might be. It, it might be, you know, the the heaviest punishment that City gets is a ten point deduction, and that's it. And that's not really going to put players off for the future of the club." So it's really hard to speculate, but if if City go into the summer with whispers of demotion in the next two or three years, then yeah, the top players in Europe aren't going to want to come here, and they shouldn't want to. Mm. If I were an agent, I I would be instructing them to go elsewhere. If I was Jude Bellingham's agent, I'd say, you know, steer steer pretty clear of that until we know exactly what's going on. So it could be an issue. I think the club is probably going to do their their utmost to try and resolve things by the summer because they're going to want to eventually get back to the football side of things. I don't think that's going to happen resolving it by the summer, but um, we're in for some interesting times. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. It feels like that, doesn't it, Ali? It feels like even, even if City don't, you know, say for example, the fine is a slap on the wrist or sorry, the punishment is a slap on the wrist or, or a measly fine. Even that sort of, that, that doubt I think will have a, a major impact. Let's take the transfer market, for example, where City have been on a self-imposed transfer ban at signing left-backs for the last few years. Um, you know, uh, Sergio Gomez has got an asterisk next to his name for that one but it's going to be imagine the start of next season City still don't have a left back imagine Jude Bellingham's there to sign Bernardo Silva goes and City can't you know can't sign players or even you know players are, are being put off from it. It, it this is the this is the major part for me I feel like it, it it's it's the the t- not only the the off the field sort of reputation that's going to be dragged. It's the it's the future plan for the football club. And to be honest, I, I'll say it now, um, Alex. I'll hand over to you in a sec. But I'll say it now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if this was the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back with Guardiola. I wouldn't be surprised if this time, say for example, you know, City are 
found guilty, he, he walks because, you know, he's a man of integrity. Oh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think if they are found guilty whenever that, well, if they are and whenever that happens, mm. if it does happen, I think he will walk because, he, well, someone, I, one of you said it um, before that, you know, he said, I think it was the end of last season, didn't he, that, you know, the minute, if, if they've lied to me, I'm, I'm out of it mm. kind of thing. Mm. I don't, they, they're not, they won't be my friend anymore because he trusts them 100%, he says. Um, so obviously if they're found guilty, then that's that. Um but yeah, just the uncertainty is is a killer, really, isn't it? I think mm. it would be, as he, as you've both kind of said, like it would be better from a sort of going forward point of view if you know this was done really quickly and then say if the punishment was a transfer ban or a points deduction, um, then it's like both of those things can be kind of managed. You know, like mm. transfer bans, it's like okay, we focus on bringing up young players and convincing the players that are already here not to jump ship. But if you just don't know. And if it's going to drag on for years, and how are you going to, as Adam said, like how are you how are you going to convince Jude Bellingham that he should move to Manchester City for what will be the sort of still the early years of his career, but hopefully going into the prime years of his career. But we can't tell him what league we might be in in three years' time, <laughs> or if we can buy any other elite players to play alongside him, or how much we can pay him. Mm. Um, it's just not going to work, is it? So, yeah. It's a weird one because it looks like City will do what they did with UEFA and drag this out for as long as possible. But then surely it would be in their interest to get it over with as quickly as possible. It's, yeah. it's a very weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do get the sense dragging it out this time around, especially if there's no uh, court of arbitration for sport option. I, I, I just think it would be counterproductive. I just think City need to find a solution, whether that's going down, relegating to go and play Bradford and Swindon or whether or not that's a final, whatever it is, they need to find a solution and look and look to the future, um, which is something that we will be doing across the next couple of days. Stick around, obviously, throughout the week. Every day this week, we'll have an episode. This will be going out on the Monday. So if you're listening on Tuesday, this is going to be your, your episode for Tuesday as well. We'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll have Andrew to speak through and, and sort of give us a little bit of a mini lesson on all of the technical points. But um, yeah, this, this one isn't going away, boys and girls so strap in uh adam thank you very much thank you alex thank you very much yeah thanks for having me and a big thank you from me as always make sure you subscribe follow and hit ratings and reviews if you can until next time we will see you later
Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.